I'm tired of screaming independent. It's too exhausting trying to carry the load for everything and bear the weight of all the physical and financial responsibility it takes to live this life. I'm fully committed to the dependent life, especially in my marriage. I'm more than willing to allow my husband to be the head of our household and I take my place as a helper. Being independent was necessary when I was a single parent, but it no longer fits my lifestyle as a wife. If I'm being honest, things would have been so much easier for me if I had committed to a life of dependence when I was single. I know it would have been less stressful. Maintaining a happy and healthy relationship takes work. Anything worth having is worth fighting for, and our relationships are certainly worth the fight. Little issues in our relationship can become big issues if we don't manage them in a healthy way. It's unrealistic to think that you'll never have an argument with your partner. Disagreements are inevitable. It's how we manage those disagreements that makes a big difference in having a happy and healthy relationship. When a disagreement gets you off track, how do you get back on track? Do you have a plan to manage those little issues before they become big issues? Are you fighting more and screwing less? Welcome to Your Day and Beyond podcast, episode six. I'm your host, dating and relationship coach, Shawnette Ahiyabi. Hello, all you gorgeous, beautiful people. I must warn you ahead of time that today's topic is going to be a little bit controversial and you might be left feeling some kind of way about it, but that's good. I think we need to be agitated sometimes to force ourselves into action. I'm probably dating myself with this one, but I remember being in school and taking a health class and we had to get permission from our parents because we were going to be discussing reproduction. During the lecture, the teacher said that girls mature faster than boys. And I thought she was talking about physical maturity, but she was actually talking about physical and emotional maturity. Why do you think girls mature faster than boys emotionally? Does it have anything to do with hormones? Well, I'm not sure if it has anything to do with hormones, but I do have a theory. I believe it has a lot to do with gender roles. Think about it. As little girls, most of us are given baby dolls to play with, and that puts us into the role of caregiver and nurturer at a very early age. As young caregivers, we had to feed our baby dolls, change their diapers, comfort them, and rock them to sleep. That's a lot of responsibility that subliminally has been placed on a little girl. And that responsibility, most of the time, carries over into puberty and adulthood. I don't know if my theory is a valid one because I haven't done the required research on it to factually prove it, but I can safely bet on my theory having some validity to it. It's funny how those same gender roles are playing out in so many relationships and marriages. You've seen it, right? The wife is the primary caretaker of the home and the children 
and the husband has a little more freedom. Although things are changing, societal expectations that are deeply rooted in gender roles still dictate how a lot of couples operate in their relationships and marriages. This brings to mind the term helper or helpmate that the Bible talks about. I'm curious to know what your spiritual leader teaches you about being a helpmate. What did your parents teach you about being a helpmate? What are your thoughts about it? Let's begin with prayer and then we'll jump right into today's topic. Being dependent is so much better. Dear God, we just come to you thanking you for this beautiful day. Thank you that we are alive and breathing. Thank you so much for all of the protection that you gave us as we slept last night in our beds. Thank you for the guidance and the continued provision that you're giving to us. God, we want to ask a special prayer for those who are suffering because they've lost their jobs and they don't have any means of making any income. God, we ask that you pour out a double portion of them. God, help them through this difficult time, God, by feeding and providing for them. God, by sheltering them from the cold if they're cold. God, by keeping them safe, Lord, as you guide them towards a better day. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. God, I also ask that you open up the heart of every listener today. Open up the ears of every listener today to be able to receive from you, God, the words that are coming through me. In the mighty name of Jesus, God. God, we ask for strength as we continue to build happier and healthier marriages. We ask for your guidance to do that, and we give you honor and glory in everything that we do, especially in our marriages. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen, amen, and amen. So the book of Genesis talks about how God gave Adam a helper, which means the wife has a very specific role in the relationship, a God-ordained role that only she can fulfill. The wife Life was designed to be the helper in the relationship. I must let you know that this is not going to be a sermon, but I think it's important that I reference God's plan for marriage. The role of helpmate, contrary to popular belief, does not mean that the wife is the weaker sex or she's someone who can't think for herself, nor does it mean she's someone who is ruled by her husband. I think the role of helper gets misconstrued and is often confused with gender roles in the marriage and all the antiquated societal expectations that come with those gender roles. Why do so many women cringe when they hear the words helpmate or submissive. I know why I cringed. I was raised Baptist and growing up, we went to an old school Baptist church where men were primarily in leadership roles in the church. So a lot of the messages I received through observation and even the spoken word centered around those old school gender roles particularly as it related to the husband and the wife's role in the marriage. Those messages were even interspersed with biblical teachings about the woman being a helpmate and being submissive. I probably don't have to tell you that those messages placed the wife in a subservient role to her husband and perhaps hearing these types of messages most of my life, even in adulthood, is why the word helpmate left a bad taste in my mouth. 
I think it even left a bad taste in my mom's mouth, too, because I remember her telling me so many times as a teenager to be independent and not to depend on a man. I'm non-denominational now, but the point I wanted to make is that some spiritual leaders misconstrued the meaning of the wife's role as a helper to the husband and their sermons were based on this misconception. The biblical meaning of helper is derived from the word ezer. Ezer's root meaning is to rescue, to save, and to be strong. The word ezer is often used to describe how God is an ezer to man. In the Bible, the word ezer is used twice to describe women, three times in reference to the military, and 16 times to talk about the saving help of God or his people. God used a descriptor for women that he used for himself. Many interpretations of ezer have explained its meaning as helper and warrior. So if we combine these terms, I think it's safe to say the wife is a strong helper and warrior for Christ. Genesis 2.18 said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Ladies, are you fulfilling your rightful place as helper in your marriage? If not, what's keeping you from doing it? Does the word helper make you feel some kind of way? If it does, you're not alone. During a discussion that my husband and I had, I said something and he replied to what I said by telling me that I was being a disobedient wife. Before I could even process what he said, I immediately replied, I'm your wife, not your child. If that wasn't enough, I continued telling him the word obey was not in our vows for a reason. Truthfully, y'all, I was a little offended by it and it came out in my tone. He didn't respond to what I said. Instead, he politely excused himself from the conversation and allowed me time to process. When I processed, I realized it may not have been what I said as much as it was how I said it that offended my husband. My husband is Nigerian and I'm American. And occasionally, we'll encounter challenges with our communication nuances and innuendos that we're learning to navigate. So what my husband meant by what he said was that how I said it was disrespectful. I'm truly thankful that I have such a loving husband who corrects in love. The word obedient offended me because I was offended by the literal meaning of the word and I didn't even consider the spiritual meaning. Hearing it actually made me revert back to what I observed and was taught about being a wife. You know, those societal expectations about marriage that are heavily based on gender roles. I'm sure I'm not alone in this. No matter what I observed though or was taught, it's up to me to hold on to it or let it go. I choose to let it go because it isn't serving me, my marriage, or my higher purpose in a positive way. When I started studying God's word about the wife being a helper, I realized that being submissive is liberating. It's an honor to be a wife because God has granted me the power of a warrior. 
I'm the warrior who will fight for her marriage, her husband, and her children. My fight isn't a physical fight. It's a spiritual fight. And God knew that I was going to need strength to fight this fight every day, every single day. Because the enemy is on his job every day trying to kill, steal, and destroy my peace, my joy, my family, my marriage, my husband, and my life. As a helper to my husband, I have his front, back, and his side. He's covered in prayer because he needs it. He needs the peace of God to go out and slay dragons to provide for us. He needs the grace of God to stand strong in the face of his fleshly and spiritual adversaries, and he needs the strength of God to resist temptations that are set up to get him off track. I'm honored to go to battle for my marriage, for my husband, and for my family. God gave the wife a different kind of strength. He gave the wife the strength to believe beyond all hope, the strength to love against all odds, and the strength to persevere no matter what obstacles she encounters. So tell me, have you embraced your role as helper? Being independent isn't all it's cracked up to be. I traded my independence for a dependent lifestyle a long time ago. I depend on God to renew my strength as a strong warrior who is my husband's helper. And I depend on my husband to be all that God called him to be. I used to carry around a lot of weight all in the name of being independent, but not anymore. My shoulders are not weighed down with fear and worry like they used to be. I worried about having enough to pay my bills and take care of my daughter as a single mother. I worried about leaving my daughter in the care of other people because I'm a survivor of child molestation. I worried about everything under the sun and thought I could independently do it all by myself and it nearly broke me trying to do it all. Thank God I woke up. I'm not saying that I gave up my identity and lost myself as a person. That couldn't be further from the truth. When I stopped being independent, I actually blossomed as a woman, a mother, and a wife. I became who I always dreamed I could be. And it didn't take me fighting a winless battle to become who I am now. There's freedom in submission. Just so you don't get it twisted, I'd like to clarify what I just said. There is freedom in submission when you submit to God. When you become dependent upon God, you can soar to heights you've never even imagined. He will make your wildest dreams come true when you totally depend on him. What levels are you trying to reach? Are you struggling to get there? Or are you soaring to the top? Before I share my last point for today's topic, I'd like to invite you to support me and share your feedback about being dependent. I would love to hear your perspective on this. Go to my website at yourdayandbeyond.com and leave a comment or follow me at yourdayandbeyond on Instagram and leave a comment about today's episode. If you're enjoying the podcast and want more support from a community of other high-vibing women who are working to maintain healthy and happy marriages, please join us in the Facebook group Live Happy, Love Better Lounge. This ultra-private membership group was a space created to give you the resources, 
support and tools that you need to build and maintain a happy and healthy marriage. And I didn't forget about my single ladies. I have something special that I'd like to share with you. Being single or being a single mother is so hard. I know because I was once where you are and I remember how much I desired to have a love of my own. As much as I desired having someone, there were some things I needed to do first before I could attract the love that was right for me and that I deserve. If you're ready to find your soulmate, I'm ready to support you. The Dream Lover Challenge kicks off in February. Let's explore why you keep attracting the wrong guy and let's talk about two main things that are blocking you from finding Mr. Right. Stay tuned in. You don't want to miss what's coming. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you won't miss a single episode. So back to my final point on this topic. There's no doubt that women possess a certain type of strength that isn't necessarily a physical strength. The strength that we possess as women is exactly why God made us the helper to our husband. When we tap into our intuition, we can instantly pick up on when something or someone isn't right. I've actually gotten quite good at it because I've learned to lean into my intuition. When we get those vibes that something isn't right, nine times out of 10, it isn't. Or when we're around someone new and we get a weird vibe about them, and just don't really mesh with them, we should pay attention to those vibes. I'm not saying that men don't have intuition, but I found that more women are tuned into their intuition a lot more than men are. That intuition is what protects you and your family, and it's needed by your husband. As a wife who has comfortably accepted my role as a helpmate, I trust and respect my husband's final decisions regarding us. Not because he's the man, but because I trust his judgment. What I love about our partnership is that my husband considers my point of view before he makes a decision. He asks for my opinion, which makes me feel appreciated and included. Doing this has taken so much weight off my shoulder. Being dependent in my relationship and submitting to the authority of God first and my husband second is so freeing. I don't live overwhelmed like I did when I was independent and dependent on my own strength. What are your thoughts about being dependent, being submissive, and being a helpmate? I'd love to hear your perspective on this. Please comment on yourdayandbeyond.com or your day and beyond on Instagram. Trusting your spouse to make the right decision doesn't come easy to those of us who are super independent and have always relied on ourselves. Before we got married, I spent time observing my husband intently. I observed how he did things. I observed the people he spent time with. I observed how he communicated with me, his family, friends, and business associates. And I observed how he treated me when things were challenging in our relationship. Doing this helped me decide two things. One, 
I was marrying a good man, and two, I could depend on my husband. I know that my husband has our best interest at heart when he makes decisions that impact us. Knowing this is comforting, but I think what's most comforting is knowing that my husband won't move on anything before he's talked to God about it first. Because he submits his will to God and asks for guidance in every Everything he does, I can submit to him and gladly take my place as his helpmate. What happens when the person you depend on makes a bad decision that impacts you? That's the beauty of being a helpmate. Those prayers that you pray over your husband, your home, your lives are what keeps you protected even when your husband makes a bad decision. As a wife, you have power, God-given power, to protect your husband and his decisions. If you find yourself always butting heads with your husband about the decision he makes, you have to ask yourself why. Do you not trust him to have your best interest at heart? If you're having a hard time agreeing with your spouse's decision or giving your support on the decisions he makes, do you know why? What is stopping you from being dependent in your marriage? It's easy to understand why a woman hesitates when she has a good reason to. But what if the reason she hesitates is that she feels she's giving up her identity if she's dependent? I totally get it. I don't know many women who want to give up their identity when they get married, but I think many women are hesitant because of the societal expectations of marriage that are based in gender roles. When I talk about becoming dependent on your husband, I'm speaking from a spiritual perspective as him being the head of the household, which is different from you being a dependent. Your role as a wife is very important. So much so that God gave you the same descriptor he gave himself, Ezer. The role of helpmate, contrary to popular belief, does not mean that the wife is the weaker sex or someone who can't think for herself, nor does it mean someone who is ruled by her husband. Ezer is the descriptor that God used for women and for himself. Many interpretations of Ezer have explained its meaning as helper and warrior. So if we combine these terms, I think it's safe to say the wife is a strong helper and warrior for Christ. Being submissive is liberating. It's an honor to be a wife because God has granted you the power of a warrior. You're the warrior who will fight for your marriage, your husband, and your children. Your fight isn't a physical fight. It's a spiritual fight. And God knew that it was going to take strength to fight every single day because the enemy is on his job every day trying to kill, steal, and destroy your peace and your marriage. As a helper to your husband, you have to protect him by covering him with prayer. He needs it. He needs the peace of God to go out and slay dragons to provide for you. He needs the grace of God to stand strong in the face of his fleshly and spiritual adversaries. And he needs the strength of God to resist temptations that are set up to get him off track. Well, beauties, 
I want to thank you for listening to this episode today and encourage you to share this episode with a friend. Don't forget to leave a review and hit the subscribe button. I definitely want to hear your opinions about being a helpmate. Share your feedback on yourdayandbeyond.com or at yourdayandbeyond on Instagram or Facebook. Being quarantined has many of you living too close for comfort and the little irritating things in your relationship have become big things that have you fighting more and screwing less. How do you get things back on track? What are your expectations for having a healthy and happy marriage? Register now for Fight Less, Screw More Marriage Boot Camp and get the help you need navigating the relationship challenges that cause most couples to fight. We'll focus on the two most common challenges communication and intimacy. I'll help you create a plan so you come out on the other side more in love, more connected, and more passionate. Register today by going to yourdayandbeyond.com or yourdayandbeyond on Instagram or Facebook.